Hi, and welcome to Coffee with Claire. How many of you guys have ever bought an insurance policy and never read it? And how many of you think that insurance salespeople are just shysters? Well, today I'm going to introduce you to John Allen, who paints an entirely different picture and is going to educate you on what to look for in your insurance policy. Stay tuned. Welcome back. We're here with Coffee with Claire, and today we have John Allen, who is the president and managing agent at Community Insurance Advisors. Welcome, John. Thank you, Claire. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. So a little about John before we get started. John has held various positions in the transportation industry as well as outsourced contact centers. Easy for me to say. He's from Chicago, graduated graduating from undergrad at University of Illinois and getting his MBA from Loyola Marymount. He has leveraged his passion for people and his detailed mind to grow and develop an insurance business that is a true advocate for his clients. And so today we have the first of a two-part series called What If? What If? What If? And this is going to help us walk through all of the thought processes most of us don't think about, which is what questions should we as consumers be asking to make sure that we are really covered on the things we think we have covered? That's right. And what peripheral resources are available for us to help us navigate if disaster does strike? That's right. Exactly. So, John, when people find out that you sell insurance, what's their initial reaction? They like to try to run away at first because it's kind of... <laughs> it's insurance, kind of like, ooh, yeah, backing insurance, away slowly from the conversation. Root canal or insurance, which do I want to talk about? And they usually pick the root canal. But that's, no, they don't quite do that. They don't quite, not with us. Uh, we try and do it a little bit differently. I, you know, one of, one of my things about insurance is that so many people buy it on price. Why do they buy it on price? Because we're inundated with messages from social media and such that we can save money on insurance, oh, yeah. save money, save money, save money. That's all people hear. Mm-hmm. And they make the assumption that all insurance is the same, and it's not. It's simply not. So what we aim to do is we want to educate the consumer so that you, the buyer, can understand that you have options, that you should understand what those options are. It doesn't take you know a long time. It's a five to ten minute conversation maybe, and then you can make an informed decision. Yeah. And make sure you're actually covered. Why? Because insurance is a wager. You're making a bet mm-hmm. that you're going to have a claim. Mm-hmm. And when you make that bet and you win when you have a claim, technically that's the way the bet works. When you have a claim and you win the bet, you want to know you're going to get paid. So you want to make right. sure that you make the right bet. So you are very different and approach your agency in a very different way than the majority, in my opinion, of, of insurance agents. So what's your why? Why, why are you doing what you're doing? Because you've well, got a vast... Yeah. background. The, one of the biggest things is I've, I've always been concerned with companies taking advantage of people and I see mm-hmm. it, it's rampant in insurance. You know, when somebody says, am I covered? And the answer is yes. The person saying yes may be saying yes to part of the question. Do you have homeowner's insurance? The answer is yes. But does that policy really pay for the things that are likely to happen to you? So mm-hmm. my why is I don't like it when people get taken advantage of. Just because I may know the answers to questions you don't even think to ask it's not right for me to leverage that advantage that I over, have over you and have you get into something that's not the right fit for you just so I can make a sale. And so our agency is a little different that way. We want to make sure that you're getting the product that we think you need. And if you decide you don't want that product, that's okay, but it's your decision, not mine as the insurance agent. So you're really educating 
as well as, you know, I mean, of course you're selling, but you're right. making sure that they understand what they're getting right. before they sign on the paper. Right, and some people, you know, sadly, some people just, they either don't want to lock into the insurance conversation because they have so many different conversations. Every salesperson out there is a nice person, so when you have five different salespeople all being nice to you at the same time on a subject you don't know anything about, yeah. I mean, it's how do you discern who to really trust and not? Right. So I don't, I don't really obsess necessarily with whether or not somebody goes with us. I just want to know that they've had the conversation to a point where they can reasonably understand what's being told, and then after that, it's their choice. So many people do get fixated on price. So how right. does that hamstring them? Well, again, you're making a wager, so you know I can take coverages out to make the premium cheaper. Okay. But if I don't tell you what I took out then how do you know whether or not you're really covered? You wouldn't even think to ask the questions. And no, so, I wouldn't even know to ask right. the question. No, you wouldn't. Most, most people, especially first-time home buyers, people that have not owned a house before, mm -hmm. or people that just don't think about insurance, they, they had a friend that's always taken care of it for them, they don't, they don't, they don't go anywhere with that. So yeah. we, we put out three points that we want people to know. Okay. And we focus on those three things. We say instead of getting intimidated by what is it that you know you're buying in terms of the price mm -hmm. look for these three things and if you have these three things this is about ninety percent of the homeowners question okay it's simply that okay so I did a little chart here all right we're, whoops we're gonna <laughs> you just like better than that <laughs> all right so the three things are uh, three uh, things that a good homeowners policy should have first thing is it should be an all-risk policy versus a named perils policy now this may sound really insurance geeky but I want to make okay. sure that people understand the concept. Second thing is all, get all the water endorsements. Anything that's water-related, make sure you take the coverage. And then there's a concept called replacement cost versus actual cash value settlements. Okay. So if you focus just on these three things, that's 90% of the issue. Right? So it takes the mystery out. So when you say all risk versus names, perils, what, is, what is the difference between those all right, two? So I'm going to show you a little chart, Oh, good. another chart. We like charts. Do you feel like you're back in school again? Looking I love at this school. Stuff? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you did. All right. <laughs> I did it because I had to. All right. So uh, all risk versus name perils. I tried to find a way to make this as simple to understand without being too technical. Okay. And I think the best way to understand it is on the left column here. Well, first thing on the far left, what's covered? Then who has the burden of proof if you have a claim? Okay. And then third is how much is it? You know, how much is this going to cost me? Just because I get more covers, does that mean I have to pay more? Not necessarily. All right. Ah, okay. So uh, the all-risk policy means that everything is is included. Sorry, unless you have something specifically excluded. So we had an example where a woman was painting the inside of her house, and her kid gets into the paint cans, and the paint gets all over the house. Oh no! The insurance company still paid the claim. Why? Because it wasn't an excluded issue. The policy form didn't say, "I'm sorry, we exclude kids getting." In. <laughs> it doesn't say that. Conversely, on the right-hand side, you see that it says "name perils." That says nothing is covered unless we specifically include it. So in that oh, name perils policy, okay. would the policy say that if your kid gets into a paint can, they're going to cover it? Mm -hmm. It would never say that, right? Okay, right? I get it. So the, the bigger issue, that, so that's part of it, but the other issue too is the burden of proof then. If you have a claim, if you have an all-risk policy, the insurance company has to find a way to tell you why they're not going to cover it. That's hard to do. <laughs> And if you have find a name a perils, way to tell you, find a way to tell you. I'm not going to cover it. And okay. if, it, if it's a name perils policy, okay. then you have to prove why it should be paid. Wow. Okay. So I know this is really deep. I know this is like, oh, wow. No, We're already getting into the weeds here. Typically, the all-risk policy is a little bit more expensive, but it's not prohibitively so. It may be $100 a year, $150 a year more for the whole year, for the just whole for year. that difference. Okay. And from my experience, that's something that's absolutely worth it. Mm -hmm. right? Now, you may decide otherwise. You may say, well, I've got a budget. I can't pay that. But at least in this case... 
you know the difference. Yeah. And we can help you understand right. where to look for that, right? God, this is, it's scary. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> exciting too, isn't it? <laughs> well, you know, um, we have a lot of water-related incidents here in right. Texas. So um, do all of the policies out there cover water losses? So there are a lot of policy types that do not cover water. Um, and without getting too deep into the weeds, there's a lot of different kinds of water coverages. But okay. I would tell you that the older the house, the more likely it is that something's going to happen. Sure. And if something's going to happen, a lot of times that involves a water loss. If you have a water loss, that's a very expensive thing to fix. So you're going to want to make sure that you've got some coverage for water. A lot of policies will start excluding water when they get to a certain age. So you really need to look to make sure you have that. Oh, really? Yep. Like, like what age? 30-year-old house, 35-year-old house. How many of us live in a house that's newer than, say, 25 or 30 years? Mm -hmm. A lot of us don't. So if you have an older house, that house mechanically is going to start to break down. And when well, it starts to break sense. down... The water systems in the house can be affected. So that's a very, very expensive thing to fix when you have a water claim. So make sure you get the water coverages, right? Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the difference between replacement cost and ACV coverage? Okay. So I see this a lot on roof claims, okay? okay. We're in North oh, Texas. Oh, yeah. We get them all the time, right? Yep. We're in North Texas, and so we have a lot of hailstorms, and so we get a lot of issues with roofs. Yes. Right? And so you see this. Well, at a certain age on a roof... Uh, the insurance company will take it to a depreciated settlement, which means it's not worth the same amount. Think about when you have a car. If you have okay. a 12-year-old car, mm -hmm. do you expect them to buy you a brand new car when you ruin your 12-year-old car? Probably not. Mm -hmm. Your 12-year-old car is probably only worth, what, $5,000 or something, right? So they're not going to give you full value for that. Sure. A roof works the same way. Okay. So I gave this example. On the left column, we've got the replacement scenario, which uh, this assumes that you've got a $15,000 roof okay. and a $3,000 deductible, right? So on that, on a full replacement, you're going to get that $15,000 minus the deductible, so you get your net $12,000. Okay. But on the actual cash value, the column on the right, what you're going to have is you're going to get $0.30 cents on the dollar roughly. So now your $15,000 roof is worth only $4,500. Just like on an old car, the car's only worth a certain amount of money, right? So now your roof is only worth $4,500. The insurance company is still going to keep $3,000 for your deductible. And now instead of getting $12,000, you're getting $1,500 in this oh. example. Wow. So it's very important that you understand how old the roof is so that you, you know, if you're going to have to replace the roof out of your own pocket, excuse me, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but you're going to want to know that because you're going to have to come out of pocket. Right. And there are some policies that are written where the entire house is written as an ACV policy, as an actual cash depreciated policy. Really? So you, yeah. And it's, they can be the cheaper policies. They can be, and, and again, it doesn't mean that cheap is bad all the time. Sometimes cheap policies have all these things in them. Sometimes really expensive policies don't have all the good things in them. Mm. But the key is you have to look at the components of coverage first. There's only three things, guys. That's it. Only three things. Just look at those components of coverage and then shop for the premium. And think about this. When you go to buy clothes mm -hmm. or you go to buy a car, mm -hmm. you don't fixate on price first necessarily. You may have a budget, Right. But you're figuring out what is it, what features do I want in the car that I'm going to buy, and exactly. then how much am I going to spend for that car? And that's the way insurance needs to be handled too. It shouldn't be scary. It should should not be intimidating. And if you're going to, if you have questions about that, talk to somebody like what we do, whether it's me or somebody else. Make sure you're talking to somebody that's going to explain these points to you. Well, you know, I love that you are an advocate. You know, you really do care about the people right. that you're working with. Right. And um, I think a lot of people, they see on TV or, or on the Internet that they can just, you know, point and click and buy insurance. So 
what would you say, you know, if you were giving advice to a friend and they're like, well, why do I even need an insurance agent? What would you tell them? Well, you know, you have to consider the, the source where you're buying things from. And this, this applies outside of insurance as well. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're buying a car, the best way to do it is buy it at the end of the month. Why? Because the salesperson is incented to sell you because they've got to get cars off the lot. So that same theory applies in insurance. When you're buying an insurance policy, are you buying it from somebody that has a gun to his head or her head that says, I need three more sales this month and I'm going to tell you anything you want to hear to get the sale? Or are they explaining coverage to you? where they're saying to you, look, Claire, these are the things that are important to you. You need to focus in on these. And so you're really, you're looking for clues. And if you're getting those clues online, great. If you're getting them from a call center when you're calling in, great. But if you're not hearing these concepts, if all they're telling you is, we can save you money on insurance, do this, consider the motivation for the person, from the person that's telling you that. Mm -hmm. They have to eat too, they have to sell too. But at the end sure. of the day, if you're dealing with somebody that you're never going to talk to again, do they really necessarily care whether or not you buy the right policy? Probably. After all, you're an adult. The insurance company is going to say to you, Claire, mm -hmm. read your policy. And if you didn't read your policy, shame on you, right? And that's a function Aww. of the messaging that we all get <laughs> about, hey, we can save you money. All policies are the same. Yeah. Go ahead, read your policy. And then when you have a claim, they're going to say, read your policy. So make sure up front you're talking to somebody that's going to give you all these points. Otherwise, you may or may not be getting the right thing. So what do I do when I think I have a claim? Do I call you as my insurance agent or what, how do I do that? Yeah, we ask our insurers to call us. Some agencies do it differently, but we, we feel like it's a good idea to have uh, our customers call us. Sometimes you may decide that you don't want to file a claim. You may just decide, you know what, it's a $100 issue and I have a $500 deductible, so I'm not going to file a claim. And in that case, you're better served not to just you know, handle it on your own. Right? So we don't even call you. Well, no, in that case you can call us, but oh. we'll walk you through that. <laughs> okay. We'll walk you through that so that you can. Oh, make, the thought process. Right, to the thought process. Discern if it's really worth putting yeah. the claim in or not. Right, and yeah. again, okay. this isn't something you do all the time. So you know, we right. I, we feel <laughs> no. like we're talking people off the ledge sometimes about <laughs> things that they're about do. to do. So you know, we want to make sure that that you as a consumer are getting getting advice in that case. Well, John, this has been so incredibly informative. Um, I'm sure my viewers had no idea about the thought processes that they really should be going through when they're making a, an insurance decision. I mean, this is huge. So I think a lot of times people just take it really lightly. They right. just don't. They they just don't think, right. and um, they feel like their agent's like an order taker. Right. Versus, you know. And a claim isn't real. A claim isn't going to happen to me. You know, I, I'm never going to have a claim. I'm bulletproof. Everybody thinks that way, right? Then once you've had a claim, that's when you realize that, boy, I hope I have coverage. Don't wait to find out what your coverage is until after you have the claim. Right. Find out first. Right? So how can our viewers find you, John? Well, we're on the net. Um, my, uh, all of my information on my webpage has got phone numbers. Okay. Uh, I'm at www.commentsadvisors.com. Um, long spelling. We should probably spell it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's Community Insurance Advisors in Plano. All right. Well, thank you, John. It's been great to have you. Great. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Claire. So we're also busy. How do you balance fun with responsibility at work? Well, the best way to balance responsibility at work with having fun in life is to make sure that you have fun at work, too. It's all about having fun no matter what you're doing, whether it's work, life, with family, with friends, at church, whatever you're doing, the best thing to do is have a great attitude about it and just have a blast the entire time. Some of the fun things about growing a business are the people you meet, the opportunities you have 
the uh, expansion that happens within you. The beauty of growing a business is you, by definition, have to stretch. And every time you stretch, something new and exciting happens. I didn't say great. I just said new and exciting. The best way to encourage others to have fun is to model it yourself. Quite frankly, let them see that life is fun. We've been all put here to have a fabulous life, serve as many people as we possibly can, and have a blast doing it. So it really comes down to have fun doing what you're doing. Love what you do. When you are on purpose, you're doing what you love to do, it's amazing how much fun you have. Hey, if you're out there struggling, the best way to keep it fun is just understand there's another side of the struggle. I mean, you're stuck in the struggle. Stop focusing on the struggle. Stop, uh, focus on the non-struggle, like speaking. You know, it becomes easier when you do more often. You know, the other side of struggling is just having fun. Relax a little bit. Understand that there's nothing so serious. As long as you're above ground, as long as you're taking air, as long as other people are still looking at you and saying your name, life is pretty darn good. Well, my business is that of international speaker, trainer, author, business coach, and TV show host. So cameras like this scare the heck out of me. Are you kidding? Now, it's actually a blast to be able to serve other people. The short answer to what I do is I help people help people. When you help people help people, life is always great. Wow, now that's a tough one because I'm such a calm person. But if I had to do it, I'd probably get really emotional and I don't know what I'd do exactly. I'd just be a little goofy. So here are the top 10 things I learned about insurance today. Number 10, most people buy insurance on price. Nine, most people have no idea what their policy even covers. Eight, if you buy the cheapest insurance you can find, you are setting yourself up for failure. Seven, if you sign a policy and don't know what's in it, that's on you. Number six, all risk make insurers prove why they would decline a claim. Five, named perils makes the insured prove why they should be paid on a claim. Four, make sure you understand what if any, water endorsements you have on your policy. Three, the difference between replacement cost versus ACV claim settlements. Two, learning now about your policy can save a headache later when that's the last thing that you need. And number one, John Allen's mission is to correct the broken practices of the insurance agencies. Thanks again for watching Coffee with Claire. You can find us on Women on TV, Roku, Apple TV, and other internet TV carriers. Make sure that you follow us and like us on Facebook and Twitter. And remember, follow the fun. I'll see you next time.